Welcome to Snatch Season 3. This season, Umar and I will be diving into the third season of RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Umar, can you believe it's Season 3 already? I mean, 3 is the magic number, and I'm feeling magical. I love it. Let's fire away. Let's do this. Let's do it. Let's go for it. Let's on this week's episode, the top four queens overacted in the brand new sci-fi epic, Bra Wars. The Fempire claps back. Umar, I'm glad that you did your Star Wars marathon earlier in the year because you wouldn't have a bloody clue what's going on in this, would you? I wouldn't. And also, I think what really surprised me was, I, is Star Wars British? No. So that's <laughs> caught me off guard a little bit because all the acting challenges have always been British orientated. Yeah, like at the end of season two, at this time, they were doing EastEnders and now they've gone to Star Wars. So it's, it's a bit like, can they have done Hollyoaks or Corrie or something? Yeah. But then um, you never know what's in the wheelhouse of production. This might have been an idea for the US show that maybe worked better for the UK audience. But yeah, I'm glad I have some contextual knowledge. Yeah. Like, I'm just surprised they didn't do like Hollyoaks or Corrie or The Chase. <laughs> the chase um, but also I do think it's a case of like international audience they yeah. know UK Drag Race is very internationally watched so the niche Bianca references Ricky you make my mother maybe it just doesn't land with non-Brits yeah they needed to bring it back they were like let's make it accessible for the whole bloody world <laughs> they saw Scarlet's Runway last week and they were like, no, do you know what? Let's let's cut the Corey challenge and bring Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. That being said, let's just take it from the top. How do you think, from rehearsals to the end product, the Queen's fared? I loved this. I really loved this challenge. I loved how Star Wars met the British sensibilities, <laughs> sense of humour. I was pissing myself at Elle of a Day as Darth daft shader uh, with the mask on her mouth. I thought that was one of the funniest moments of the season for me personally. And Kitty Scott calls as Barbarella was a marvel, to be quite honest with you. I don't think, looking at the reaction on your face right now, that you thought this was a particularly good challenge. Am I right? No, I did. I did. I liked it. It was funny. I think Vanity really shone for me in oh. this episode. Like, that was baby YOLO. That was baby Yoda. I think Vanity really made me laugh. I think with Vanity as well, it's one of those things where Michelle said last week, is it a little bit too late because the track record isn't in her favour? But I do think for an acting challenge, she really stole the show for me, I think. Well, I thought they all did bloody well, to be honest with you. Yeah. Actually, do you know what? I honestly couldn't tell you who I would have given a win to this week. I thought they all shone. Even Crystal Versace, who was having some issues in rehearsal... Uh, with memorising her lines. Obviously, she opened up about a dyslexia with vanity in the episode. I thought she did incredibly well as C... No, she 3 po She did it. You In the final product, you wouldn't tell that she had any issues whatsoever. Yeah, and I think all of them gave good comedy, good performances. I do think, being a little bit of a cynic, oh, go on. I do think it was a little bit lovey-dovey. Oh, come I, on. No, it was, because I feel like... In any other acting challenge, and this is why I just think Jag Race, is, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Any other time where, like, Kitty was stumbling on the nutmeg, baby space nut milk joke. How much space? How much spacey baby yeah. nut milk did you get? <laughs> I love that bit. And, like, even Ella Day, like, all of them stumbling on their lines. 
friends, yeah. I think in any other instance, Michelle would be like, Mm-mm-mm-mm. and then when the end products, they could show the offcuts of them stumbling. Do you know what I mean, it's all it's all relative, but I think because the other commercial was like aggressively torn down, I think they were kind of nicer on this. Yeah, and you got to remember that at this point in the season, they're all fucking knackered. So, you know, they can only give positive critiques at this point. Because at this point, with the top four, it's always like, you've done so well, we're so proud of you, we're so happy. And also, when Helen Mirren acts, you don't, it doesn't matter if she stumbles on her lines as the queen. In the, do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter as long as the final product's good. And they all were incredible. They were all incredible. I mean, yeah. can you do the baby YOLO line for me that Vanity did? Um, YOLO! YOLO! No, no, better than that. Come on. No, you did it better. No, no, no I, want, I, I want you to do it really put you out. Oh, like, no, I no, can't. Baby YOLO! I can't what do it. I can't do it. I'm just not in the, I'm not in the business of accents. Okay, but can you do me the spacey baby nut line as well? <laughs> How much space nut milk did you give Baby Yolo? Also, space baby nut sounds. Do you know so what? It's, it's yeah. so wrong. <laughs> Who did this? Well, even RuPaul shaded it in the panel where he was like, "Sometimes the script, me, it's Jim." When he was like, yeah. "Sometimes the script can be a bit, you know, what, what, what." But we've spoken about this before. But sometimes when there are acting challenges and there's a script, we aren't very happy with it, right? It's not usually that funny. But I loved every minute of this. Yeah. I loved. Like I said, L of a day with her Valentina moment. Um, you know, as Darth Shader. And I love that spacey baby. Space baby. Uh, no, we're never going to get that. Um, yeah. I uh, think also at Christmas time she looks gorgeous. Oh, she looks stunning. Stunning. Yeah, I, I love this challenge. You know, I'm smiling as I say this because I liked it. Yeah, I think it's really, really good. Um, I wanted to ask you, is this a top four you envisioned from the start? No. Okay, tell me, who did you think was going to be in this final? I think Crystal, I thought, Mm. it's weird, because I think Victoria Scone, I think, would have been there. Yeah. I think she would have definitely been there. I I envisioned Charity Case to Mm. be this well, but then also Charity Case wasn't, in terms of, like, acting challenges and performance and choreography, maybe, I don't know, I think Victoria Scone there, I... But then Vanity is a good performer. She's, like I said, the best lip sync of the show's ever seen. I'll yeah. take that to my brain. I think it's meant to be. Whatever's meant to be is meant to be, and this is the top four that was meant to be. Yeah, I did expect Veronica to go a bit further, actually. Um, saying that, I feel like, bless Veronica, because she got knocked out early in the competition. We don't really lament her as much. We don't lament her. But with Theresa <laughs> May... I would like to see Theresa May here, actually. Oh, she would have been a fucking riot in this challenge. But also, I feel like what I was saying to you, right, I feel like everyone's a bit tired. The energy is going down a little bit. So when Kitty's giving it 100, I feel kind of bad because no one else is, like, rivaling that energy and bouncing back as hard. It's kind of like Kitty's trying to hold the energy of the room all by herself. Well, she is the most naturally charismatic. Yeah. And you can tell the other queens, like Vanity and Crystal, for example, they're a little bit more introverted. Mm-hmm. Ella's a bit more dry humour. I feel like if we had just maybe someone like Victoria Scone or Teresa in this top four, it would be a little bit more dynamic, I think. Yeah, definitely. And do statistics matter, do you think? Because there was a conversation earlier in the episode, wasn't there, that Vanity's been in the bottom three times. She only got one win. At this point in the competition, does that matter? Yeah. It does. I don't think it matters if you have one or two or three. I think as long as you've got a badge. Yeah. 
I think with Vanity being the bottom two, three times, and not having a solo badge, it's hard to justify the win. Definitely. But then anything can happen, right? Because I was just recently watching Drag Race Holland, and the queen, with the most wins, three wins, got kicked out right before the final three. So any, and it was a massive shock. So anything can bloody happen at this point. Like, imagine if she and Crystal were in the bottom. We'll, we'll obviously get that to that later. And she kicked Crystal out because she's obviously a great lip syncer. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Also, you're right. It's the small details. And that's the thing. I feel like what happened in this episode, which we were talking in the second half. I think all of them were just really good in the act challenge. And then the runways, you couldn't really pinpoint two that did shockingly bad so it was just like yeah yeah uma yeah i just wanted to say to you as snatch is coming to an end our third season it has been an honor to do this with you it's been an honor to do this with you oh thank you do you know what speaking of honor how excited are you for the return of gay times honors this friday 19th of november i am Clutching my seat in excitement. Yeah, so if you want to get your ticket, you head over right now to Dice. It's free with a £10 donation to our LGBTQ plus charity Apple Fund. Oh, wow. And there will be special guest performances from our headliner, Rina Sawayama, Ray, the Blessed Madonna, and more. Ooh, it sounds like a party. Will we see you there? We'll see you there. We will see you there. And we're Back, 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 back again. Let's dive into the runway theme. This week it was Scene Stealers. Uma, who did you like? Who did you like? Tell me everything. I feel like Crystal. I loved it. Strong mm. reference, but it wasn't cosplay. It was like, yeah, inspired. You got the tokens of Glenn Close as Cruella, but it was still Crystal. It was fashion loved it it just it was perfection i'm glad she didn't come out in like a dalmatian coat do you know what i mean because then it would have been veering on god cosplay i think yeah it's always tricky when you go literal it just comes across costume but she really to be honest i'm gonna say a bold statement she's the only polished one on that runway <laughs> for me <laughs> because i loved elevate's oompa loompa mm-hmm. it was camp but it veered on costume for me. I don't disagree. I thought it was fun, but I don't disagree. It's not a shade because I feel like it's meant to be camp. It's meant to be. Yeah. It's meant to be fun and stupid. But mm. I think it just need a little bit of finesse, right. a little bit more fitting, a little bit more drag into the umpa umpa. Mm. I think it would be really cool to like have it a sequined. Mm-hmm. orange look but on the whole i think she did good yeah same thing with um kitty no i thought this was really polished i thought it looked she looked gorgeous no i just feel like the hat could have been more grander am i being daft when i say when i originally watched this i didn't get rose from titanic i got it did, i just didn't i get got it, it didn't straight get it. when she did the lifting the head up is that the exact same outfit that she wore i can't remember but i think it's the beginning of the movie where she steps foot on the boat oh, and she back. looks up to the sky, which is a mirror of the final scene when she loses Jack and she looks up into the sky as well. Um, You're a Titanic fan. 
I am my heart. I liked it. I think it was the thing is she sold it for me because I knew straight away what the reference was. I just think again, I want more. I want the you know that jewel that she dropped on the runway. I want that to be a, a big ass stone right. rather than just like a little chain. Okay. Um, the hat I would have liked to have more drama and, and structure. I'm gonna be really honest. Vanity Milan disappointed me. Orange again. And you ha- gave me a hard time last week when I was like, orange. And that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, but this is another week now. So now no, I'm where you were last week. No, no, But this is the thing. Out of all her orange ensembles, right, she's packed this BAPS reference. The orange with the rope she made, the orange for charity shops Sue she got from Sue's Mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. and then what was the other orange there's, another. there's been several there's been so, so many that's more. the thing if you know you have orange coming up for a potential look don't do it and also i hate to compare queens on other seasons because it's all filmed close together you don't get to see it but because we saw simone and utica do the baps reference it was when No Utica and Simone had to swap yeah, drags. Yeah, 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 I remember that. So yeah. then Simone gave um, Utica oh, the yeah, back Utica reference. Oh, yeah, Utica had the hair, didn't she? Yeah, so yeah. it's the same reference. And unfortunately, when you see it done so iconically well, anything half that doesn't land. What scene stealer would you have worn? I, I have mine, and I, I think it's actually a really niche reference. I don't think anyone will get it. I feel like the biggest scene stealer in history is Billy Lord's character in Booksmart. <laughs> Have I got any Booksmart fans out there? Oh, I love Booksmart. Yeah, you know, Gigi's played a character called Gigi and she was absolutely ridiculous and so fun. I love that. I would have dressed as her. You know, there's that moment where she comes in in the car and she's got, and she's like waving her arms, she's got the hat. <laughs> I would have done that. I would have done that. But I don't think anyone would have got it. I would yeah. have on the main stage like, yeah, I'm doing Billy Lord's character in this like indie hit called Booksmart. <laughs> I'd be like, that's very indie of you, man. Yeah. This is what I hate about you. Oh. you. You know these questions are coming up and you meditate on your answers and you're expecting me to full, like pull out a 360 conceptual drag idea on the top of my head. I would do Princess Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> No, not that. If you're a loyal listener, you'll get that. Any loyal listeners out there? <laughs> no, I wouldn't do Princess Jasmine. I would do... It's a hard one. Um, What's your favourite film, Uma? Well, my favourite movie is Devil Wears Prada, which I think is Cruella, Glenn Close, Miranda Priest. Yeah, well, you can do... But I don't think I would do that, because Scarlett did that. Yeah, but you don't no, don't do Miranda Priestley though. Do Andy when she walks in with the boots. So what what boots are they? They're the Chanel boots. The Chanel, yeah, come uh, in with uh, the Chanel boots. I'm trying to think who adds drama. I think do you know what? That's what I will commit Ella the day. She really thought outside the box. Yeah, I suppose it implied was worst scene stealers. Of course, yeah, of course. But they then were, but... a part of me is like, I think a part of me is like, because it was so costume. I'm like, was this like a Halloween outfit that you had? Do you know what I mean? I'm um, not being shared. I do want a definitive answer from you, though. Who would you have done in what film, Scene Stealer? Come on. I would have done The Mask. What, Jim Carrey film? Yeah, has anyone done that? And do you know what? That's actually pretty, like, make The Mask gorgeous and like... Yeah, but has someone done that? I don't think someone's done The Mask. I mean, someone's surely come out with a green face before. Oh, people have done Alphaba, like you know, um, Alexis Michelle oh, uh, did Alphaba. No, actually, that's a that's a good point you raised. Doing green face paint never really works out for any of these things, no. unless it's a good right shade of green. You know, just... I I don't know. You give me 
I can't think. I, I think if I was in a competition, I'm never going to be in this competition. But if I was in this competition and I'd never done any Sarah Michelle Gellar reference, sorry, again, loyal listeners will have to understand my love for Sarah Michelle Gellar, I would have done Daphne. <gasps> yeah, Daphne. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I would have done? Drew Barrymore in Scream. <laughs> but I would have camped the house down. Yeah, how would you make those trousers? Like, she has those blue trousers and obviously the white knitted Knit- thing. How do you yeah, make but that you drag? make it drag. Like, you, you make it drag. Okay. I would literally like have the cardigan and a phone and a phone, a big black phone, <laughs> a scream mask, a scream mask. Yeah. But also, I would just like rip the cardigan and have blood pour down me. Oh, That's what you call a scream, yeah. a steam. Yeah, you pull the cardigan and then yeah. guts fall out. Yeah. Ah, oh, so good. See, I'm better yeah. than you. The <laughs> mm, Oh. Yeah, okay, so obviously um, there was a bit of a twist again this episode, right? RuPaul likes the drama. She knows what she's doing. She declared Crystal and Vanity as safe, which the other queens didn't think was going to happen. They thought, obviously, Ella or Kitty were going to win. What did you think of that little twist he introduced there? Okay, I'm not going to lie. I think it was coming. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like they have to fill an episode quota, not to be cynical. Mm-hmm. And I, you, the tone was set for that. Do you know what I mean? Like, these judges aren't afraid to criticise the nitty-gritty and, like, go into town on, like, mm-hmm. if you've flipped up on one thing. So I think RuPaul giving them a motherly token of advice, Michelle being loving in the rehearsals, I think it was gearing to the fact that, like, no one's really going to go home this week. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is... I don't know what I would do in that situation, but Kitty's face oh, she was, was a face crack. <gasps> face crack of the century, confirmed. It was like a quiver. Like, she was like... <laughs> it was like she was shaking. She like, that horror. Yeah. And I don't know what to make of that, because mm. I'm like, okay, babe, like, we get it. Like, you're shocked, but also, you were just as much... 50-50, do you know what I mean? Up or yeah. down, you could be in the bottom. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to make of that. I think that was a bit overly confident on my end. But at the end of the day, like, you know. Yeah. No, I actually like the top two lip syncing, but only at the start of the season. I don't think they should introduce it here, there, everywhere. I just, it kind of... Oh, I don't know. I, I think, obviously, RuPaul sent two queens home, and obviously two queens went home in another episode because of Victoria. I think production were just like, look, we can't get rid of this many queens because we've got 10 episodes to fill here. Yeah. So um, you're going to have to do another twist. <laughs> yeah. I or maybe so. RuPaul is a mastermind, a genius, and she thought of this beforehand. Maybe she <laughs> anticipated. But also, I think, regardless of the reasoning behind it, I think what was good is because in the past, you do have winners who are just so good, and then you never really see them lip sync. Until maybe the final bit where it's a bit messy. So I think what was really good is it gave us a chance to see Ella the day and Kitty in that situation that might not have come until like the final episode. Yeah. And actually, I was pleasantly surprised that both of them turned the party. Yeah, and I think it's funny now that we've had two queens who have um, been part of a Girls Loud tribute band that have now lip synced to a Girls Loud related song because obviously yeah. Cheryl did Cheryl. And now we had Kitty do something new. I wouldn't have picked this particular song. I mean, I think it's a great song to lip sync to, but I don't think it's a classic. I love this song. It's high energy. It is, but I would have liked something like, uh, Wake me up and on and on on you. Dun, dun. I mean, that's a bit niche. No, it was a top 10 hit. I know. And also, what's that other one they did called... Oh, Sound of the Underground. Come on, Sound of oh, the Underground. Sound of the Underground. But on the whole, I think it was great. It's something kind of ooh, maybe. But um, 
I think it was great. It was a happy ending for now. And yeah, both, I enjoyed it. Yeah, they enjoyed both it. Guys, we have no eliminated queen this week because we just don't have it. We don't have it. So I'm sorry. You're going to have to just deal with us for this whole episode. Sorry. Sorry. Our next week's episode of Drag Race UK, the semi-final, the top four will roast themselves and the eliminated contestants. Omar, I'm not going to make you sing, all right? I just want you to give me a YOLO in the voice of baby YOLO. Bye-bye from baby YOLO. Bye. Snatched is a Gay Times original podcast. Subscribe and listen to more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure you're following at Gay Times on all major social media platforms for the latest LGBTQ plus news, culture, and entertainment. Loved this episode of Snatched? Be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thank you for listening. <laughs>